Money is freedom, and freedom is fun. The idea of retirement itself is sort of artificial. It used to be, in many years ago, before there was Social Security and things like that, is you worked because you had to work, and you worked your entire life. And when Social Security came into being, it was seen as a supplement in your retirement years, basically. It was never meant to be your retirement income. But somewhere along the line, we developed this notion that once you get to a certain age, you deserve a vacation for the rest of your life. And again, that probably worked pretty well when people lived five or 10 years in retirement. It doesn't necessarily work so well today. And what we see is that people who you know love their work, are fulfilled by their work, they want to keep working. People think of it as, gosh, why would they do that? But you know, doctors and lawyers and other professionals have done this forever. They don't necessarily stop when they turn 65 and I'm done. No, because they love what they're doing. They may not work at it as hard. They may not be in the office as many weeks or, or as many days of the week, you know, or they may take long vacations, I, I, any of those things, but they don't stop working. I can think of several illustrations right here in our town where, you know, medical doctors have stopped their formal medical practice but continue to operate as doctors after that. You know, they either hook up with free clinics or they continue their education and, and teach people or help people or whatever. Simply because you reach an age on the calendar doesn't mean that you're no longer important or relevant. You may have things to offer and those things may be relevant. I read a great story just this morning, and I wish I could tell you the girl's name, but she was a financial planner, and she spent like 20 or 25 years, and she and her husband had decided that they were going to retire and travel and do all the ordinary kind of stuff. You know, shortly after their 60th birthday, he got cancer and died in two months' time. And, and so she said, oh my gosh, you know, this changes my whole life. What am I going to do? Well, what she found out was, as she worked through her own grief and things like that, is there are a lot of other grieving women who needed financial help. So even though she had never really focused on that when she was practicing as a financial planner, it became kind of her career, second career, to the point where now it's 10 years later, she has quit doing the financial planning thing and devotes herself to speaking. She flies all over the country talking to women about how to handle their finances. It's really interesting because it, be it became her purpose. It was one of those things that it happened to her. She had to deal with it. And in dealing with it, she learned how to help other people to deal with it. And it became you know, her mission in life. She isn't looking back at the calendar and saying, well, at age 61 or 62, I was done. That's not what happened is now she's, you know, 72 or 75 and she's flying all over the country doing this meaningful work. She's helping people. I just think it's a great example. I mean, it's the kind of thing that, you know, maybe you aren't going to do exactly what you did, but maybe you're going to draw on what you learned and use that to help other people. People often take themselves out of the workforce in retirement at their peak earning years. I saw an article one time where a guy talked about working into his 70s or whatever, and he said, you know, all that 
working out I did back when I was young and going to the doctor every year and all that kind of stuff. He said, one of the reasons I did that is because I didn't want to have to retire when I got to say, I knew that when I got to be 62 or 65, I was going to be making more money than any other time in my life. And I didn't want to cut it short. I didn't want to cut it short because of health. People don't look at it like that, but it is true is that so you've worked yourself to the peak of your career. You're making more money than you ever made before. There's a span to that. I mean, you might not be able to do that for the next 30 years, but there might be another five or seven years where you can continue to do that. And think of what five or seven years of peak salary, think how much money that is that you don't have to walk away from. You know, I mean, some people maybe do because some some companies have mandatory retirement, but other people, you guys, so I always say, you know, wait, first of all, what is it you're going to do on the other side that's more meaningful to you than your career? So if the answer to that is, I don't know, or nothing, well, then maybe staying on another year and making another $100,000 or whatever is worth doing. But beyond that, maybe what your mission is, is, you know, Doctors Without Borders or whatever it is, think how much that extra two or three years worth of salary might mean to that mission. You know, it may be drudgery, but then again, if you look at it that way, maybe it stops being drudgery. You know, maybe you say, hey, that's what allows me to do what I want. That's why I'm doing this. You know, the story in the in the Bible of Paul, who was a tent maker, Paul would basically go to different places, build tents, which gave him the money for food and drink so that then he could go preach the ministry. Okay. Well, you know, if you look at your career like that and say, hey, maybe I'm not happy 100% of the time, but I'm working because it allows me to fulfill this mission, that changes the way we look at things. And I think it's important. One of the things that sort of amuses me about millennials today is that they seem to think that if they want to do something, follow the dream, they should be able to do it right now. It always cracks me up because I think about the people I knew who had garage bands back in the day, you know, and they they loved playing. I mean, that's the thing. They loved playing. But back in the day, if you loved playing, it meant maybe on Friday or Saturday nights you'd have a gig and you'd go play and that'd be great. But then you'd work the rest of the week. But when you talk to people today, it's like, well, I'd like to have a gig on Friday and Saturday night. But I spend the rest of the week playing the guitar, getting ready to, well, you know, that doesn't pay your bills, okay? I want to say, that's not how it works kind of thing. So the same is true for any of the creative stuff. I don't care what it is. I have a daughter who is a gifted artist. She can do things with pencils and pens and paint that, you know, none of us can, that she's just that gifted. But she's also smart enough to know you can't make a living at that. It is very hard to sell enough paintings to feed yourself. So basically, she works as a social worker. That allows her to do the photography and the things that she wants to do. Well, I think that's true of the whole retirement thing. I mean, maybe you've loved to be an artist your whole life, or maybe you love to play instruments your whole life. But, you know, you had to devote your life to earning a living and paying for your family and all that kind of stuff. Well, now in retirement, you'll have more time for those things, but only if you prepare for that. (laughs) I mean, you know, you still have to pay your bills. What most of us have found is that collecting Social Security just isn't enough by itself to pay those bills. So if you want to blossom as an artist when you're 65 or 70, and there's some people doing incredible things out there, so you know, God bless you if that's what you want to do. 
But you have to fund that in some way because the chances of you making enough money in retirement by selling your art or by playing the guitar are slim. I mean, there, there just aren't great gigs for 75-year-old rock stars unless you're Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney. Most of the rest of them struggle. So, you know, if you're going to enjoy that, great, but you need to find a way to fund it. James Stowers founded what became American Century Investors in Kansas City, Missouri. Like any of the rest of us in the investment business, he often encountered people who were nervous about investing. I'm going to wait until things seem better, people told him. His response was priceless. The best time to plant an oak tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Now is a great time to take control of your finances. It's the perfect time to start planning your freedom tour. Money is freedom, and freedom is fun.